Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Hey everybody out there, my name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we are very happy to have Nakona. Alt-country pioneers Uncle Tupelo might not have been the first band to find the common ground between punk and country music, but the little band from Belleville, Illinois, grafted loud guitars onto up-tempo two-steps and fired a shot heard round the world for a lot of young songwriters. In that same raw but rural tradition, the Los Angeles-based band Nakona would be right at home on Chicago's Bloodshot Records, a label that many insurgent country bands have called home for nearly 20 years. Nakona might be new to the scene, but their lineage can be traced back to a pair of other Southern California bands that share a Jones for both George Jones and Minor Threat, Paladino and Old California. The new group got its start when guitarist and vocalist Chris Isom founded himself with a handful of new songs while Paladino took a break after a year of touring. The result is a new band with a brand new record that eschews the broken-hearted tear-in-my-beer aspects of Honky Tonk and instead pours considerable energy into ramped-up tempos that share as much with Black Flag as they do the Man in Black. Welcome to Independence Day, Nakona. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey, it's my pleasure. We have four of you. Let's get right down to business here. Let's introduce everyone so we know what uh, people who are keeping score at home know who we're talking to here. Let's start with you. You're right on my right. We have we have a married couple in this band. I'm Adrian. This is Adrian. I Eisen. play rhythm guitar. Indeed. And then, Mr. Um, I'm Chris. I play guitar and sing. Yeah, and you're like you're kind of the de facto front man of this uh, this outfit, correct? I guess so. You guess so. These are your songs primarily. Yeah, okay. Songs. Cool. And on bass, upright bass, one of my favorite instruments, the bull fiddle, we have Annie Rothschild. Say hello, Annie. Hi. She's very nice. And she's got <laughs> such a great smile. Oh, Like nice. this whole time, you're just over there with this giant bass guitar, just <laughs> grinning. Uh, and on drums, we have Justin Smith. Say hello, Justin. Hello, everyone. Last but certainly not least, I love that you have a drum set that has a cymbal stand attached to the kick drum. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I love it too. I don't know. I don't know what's. It's just such a simplistic thing, but uh, I, I mean that in the coolest way possible. Thank you very much. So you guys are kind of a new band. Like how? How? When you say new, like how new are you? And anybody can answer this. I guess we recorded our record last June, but we had all played together for like a year before that. Um, so yeah, I think we're two years old. No, this band's not even a year old, guys. It's strange because we set us straight. We this is Chris. We we, we played in Paladino um, for a while, and we were writing some stuff on the road, and we were playing some stuff that we play now. And we just sort of it was just sort of a, a natural outcropping of that in a way. So yeah. we've been playing together. Uh, Adrian and I when we moved we moved to L.A. Uh, from Brooklyn. How long ago was that that you moved? It was about four years ago. Okay, so it wasn't that terribly long ago. How do you like the weather here? It's like heaven to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll ever get over it. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Is uh, so is Brooklyn your home home or where, what's your like? Native um, turf? Well, my my family's from Texas, but um, I sort of grew up between New York and Dallas. Okay, um, you're like George Bush almost. <laughs> yeah, like a car oh, back. except, like except both sides of my family are from Texas for like seven generations since yeah. before the Civil War. Yeah, like you know, he had, he's he really had, uh, a carpet bagger. Yeah, well, he had <laughs> Houston and Connecticut, you know, and yeah. they really played up the Houston part of it. I think I don't know, but I've never I've sort of I don't I mean in on some sense I 
claim both of them as like yeah. home, but I, I never. My cousins in Texas always thought I was like a Yankee, and all my right. friends in New York thought I was a hick. So. Where were you born? What was uh... <laughs> I was born in Manhattan. Okay. Wow, that's pretty cool. Because, I, I mean, I have the same thing. Like, I have relatives in the South, and I was actually born in the South, but I was raised completely Yankee in the North, and I, that's like I identify. You know, like, people who don't know the whole North-South thing don't get the, the Yankee concept. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's like yeah. a derogatory term if you're from the South. But... You know, for me, I was I was damn proud of it. They'd call me a damn Yankee, and I'd say, damn straight. Yeah. Where in the South were you born? Uh, I was born in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, cool. I'm from Atlanta. Ah, not too far away. Yep. Atlanta is so confusing to me. because Every street is Peachtree. Like <laughs> Peachtree Court, <laughs> Peachtree Lane, Peachtree Dunwoody, Boulevard. Like there, yeah. are, there are probably 20 places in Atlanta where you can be on the corner of Peachtree and Peachtree. <laughs> That's totally true. That was my experience, at least. Uh, so... And then the rest of you, like, just sound off, like, where everybody's, where it's, like, home base. Because I think it's so important, like, where you grew up is such, it, it, it affects your music, I think. Well, it's weird. This is Chris. Um, uh, you know, I was, my my family is pretty musical. My mom played violin briefly when she was a teenager in the in the um, Dallas Symphony. and um, Yeah, so that's legit. Yeah, it's but, not like but she sort of put fiddle. it down. My my grandfather was and my my aunt got accepted to Juilliard, but they came from a very sort of strict West Texas family, and my grandfather wouldn't let her go to to Juilliard. You know, and I'm seeing something happen that nobody can see out there, but like having your <laughs> wife in, in the band <laughs> is like a it's like a liability sometimes because she's just over here shaking her head no while he's telling this story. Well, see, is, is, is these, two, this is Annie. these two have been together for 20 years. Like, so this has been going on for a really long time, like bet- between New York and Texas and L.A. Like, yeah, it's- but I, I was always jealous of my my Texas cousins and stuff because they could play blues and country better and um and so i was always i and they also introduced me to you know bands like the 13th floor elevators and the minutemen and the sonics and just a lot of punk stuff that yeah i i, I it was it was cooler it was just in can and stuff just hipper sort of stuff than a lot of my um my my friends in new york listened to growing up which was a lot of new york punk and hardcore yeah. and just very sort of the Ramones the Ramones like when and it's not like I love a lot of that stuff but it's it doesn't you know it it's it's very it's one type of well thing. it's like barbecue there are yeah. different flavors but yeah, it's all barbecue yeah. there's punk music <laughs> right. but there's all kinds of different punk music you know depending on where you're from there's like bay area and new york and boston and philly and all these different things uh, but and I, and I think that's so interesting because that's something that definitely comes through in your music and this this music because it sounds more like country but you can tell it's informed by like that kind of punk sensibility. It's got that kind of raw, and it's up-tempo as hell. Like that's the one thing that struck me most about the record. You guys have a new record, self-titled record, coming out in the summer, June-ish, July-ish, yeah. correct? Um, but it's, I mean, everything is up-tempo. Like there's that one song, I don't know if it came in order, if I listened to them in order, there's the one song where maybe three-quarters of the way through it stops and slows down and like that's the first time I got to take a breath like listening to the whole record. <laughs> I, I that's assume that's intentional, right? We have a lot more. So I guess we were writing that way a lot. Recently. I, I, you know, I, 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 I tend to write a lot of stuff up tempo and I had a hard time with it for a number of years. I didn't even want to play in a band because I was like, well, you know, they can't play fast enough. 
Yeah. Um, this is Adrian and his wife, and but, the three of us anchor him. They, and they all sound alike, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, now I just don't care. If we weren't here, <laughs> the record would be really, really fast. Oh, even faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I'm like, thanks a lot, Chris. This is really easy to play on an upright bass. <laughs> We've been writing a lot of slower songs lately. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's very, very cool. I want to play a track for everybody so they get a feel of what we're talking about. This is the band Nakona. Uh, I am Joe Armstrong. You're listening to Independence Day. This is their track Brimstone from their upcoming eponymous record due out this summer. The track Brimstone on Independence Day. Yo la 
That is the band Nakona. You are listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I'm very, very fortunate to have all four members of them live in our studio tonight here in beautiful Pasadena, California. We have Chris and Adrian Isom. And I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? Yes, Isom? you are. Mm. All right, good. That was my best guess. Annie Rothschild and Justin Smith on drums. Uh, they are a quartet. They're kind of... Uh, they're a new band, but they're comprised of like a whole bunch of other bands. So tell me just a little bit. I mean, this is kind of a pat question, but you know, how many? First of all, how many bands are represented in this room between the four of you? Oh. Wow, this is Chris. That's a hard. Chris has played I've, in about a million, I think. I've well, I guess currently, I guess mean right now, like how many? Because there's two bands that are active plus this one, so there's a minimum of three, right? It's three is, bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of where our heart and soul is, though, right now. You okay. know, like Paladino's on. Uh, we're taking a little break, and yeah, and so is Justin. Right, we're just band. gonna keep Justin as long as we can keep him. Yeah, <laughs> we're never letting him go. Mm-hmm. So, but see, so it came about because you know you tour a lot with these other bands, or you're you're do you, I mean, because every band I feel has kind of a life cycle, and unless that band starts to really like, unless they're full time on the road, or they start to really make money at it, really get a lot of success. The band kind of evolves and changes, and they take hiatuses and they go away for a while, and they come back. You know, this is Adrian. We um, when we when we did Paladino, we had a pretty solid, hard touring, working, awesome year. We gave it everything we had, and then you know, Chris started writing all these new songs. How many shows do you think in that year? It, it, a lot, a lot. Mm. We well, a we, lot to some people's like well, four. Well, okay, not so. no, it's not no, not. We, I'd say not we, we covered the state of California as, as often as we could. We were busy for a year, very busy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Chris was just writing all these new songs, and we tried them in Paladino, and they they just they just didn't fit. Yeah. You know, and and we were and Paladino was tired. We had like we went to Bonnaroo last year and we just came back with smiles on our faces and it was it was just tired. And then there was this new play to songs and they weren't going to fit in Paladino. And we we're like, "Hey, you want to try something else?" and we went after Justin and he was like, "I dig it." <laughs> yeah. Justin, do you dig it? Oh yeah, I was uh, drafted into this situation. They wouldn't take no for an answer. You know? yeah. I got so many phone calls and harassing emails that would make you sick. Like camped out on but, your uh, lawn. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, actually, I, I had a chance to uh, fill in for Paladino's drummer um, for one show, and I thought that there was a really sort of interesting um, uh, quality to the music, and that I thought that. Uh, the sort of the punk aspect was a little bit more like love and you know and I sort of got this different sort of feel for for the songs and um, you know than I think what was being represented Um, so when the opportunity came for for this to happen and they wanted me to do it I thought oh this is you know this is great because it's very very different um, than what I usually do and uh, it was a great challenge I, I can just be free and, and, and play drums and yeah. not worry about anything it's so interesting <laughs> so many bands have such a every story is a little bit different but I think it's really fascinating when side project bands become a main project band there's a band uh, we had on the show uh, early on Broke Down in Bakersfield they're all San Francisco Bay Area musicians mm-hmm. who I love and they're made up of members of ALO uh, plus uh, the Mother Hips which are great and then some other folks from other bands too. And then I actually, like, I wish they would, like, I, I, I mean, I love those other bands, but I wish they would do Broke Down in Bakersfield full time because I, I love that, what they do so much. And it, it's just, it's so fascinating to me when, when another thing becomes the main thing, which sounds like it, what, it, what might be happening here. 
Yeah. Those guys are so awesome. Those are friends of mine from San Francisco, actually. Yeah. We just them. played um, at the Fillmore with ALO, uh-huh. with Dan Leibowitz, who's their mm-hmm. track player. But yeah, totally, totally. It's really fun when things become like that. I don't know if they're – Nikki's doing so great. Like she's She is fire. doing great. And have you seen – I haven't brought this up yet. Have you guys seen any of their van videos? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I should put links to this stuff on, yeah. the, on the Indip yeah, Day site. Awesome. Because they do these things they're where – They're perfect. They're, on, they're perfect. They, they, yeah. it's, they, whatever the band is, they're in a van, and they're usually moving when they're doing this. But they pick like uh, – they did I Can't Go For That by uh, – mm, Holland Oates. Holland Oates. And they've done like Ken Van Rogers, Morrison covers. Madonna. Madonna. But they'll – They'll do them in the van while they're driving down the road, and they'll play like little guitars and melodicas, and she'll be singing, and and they do all the background vocals, and they arrange it so mm-hmm. cleverly that it, I, I can remember the first time I discovered them. I think I I spent the next two hours just blowing through all of them. They're yeah. so clever and so cool. Yeah, they're awesome. You can do so much. It's I always look at stuff. I'm so envious of bands doing that because I wish I had the like the. It's not that I'm not motivated, but I feel like I'm really busy, and <laughs> I don't have time for. Cool stuff. I'm doing BS. I don't have time for cool stuff. Anyway, how about how about a tune? I'd like to. You guys have a lot of tunes, and they're new tunes, and I want to hear what some of this is all about. So tell us what this first track's going to be. We're going to play hated. Hated. H a t e d. Hated, Mm -hmm. as in to hate. Mm -hmm. Or past. It was like one of our. I guess our first one of our first songs that Chris wrote that we all kind of just clicked and and fell in love with. Yeah, I guess it's a. A lot of the lyrics for some of these songs are originally placeholder lyrics. Ah, I know those well. Yeah, and then they sort of just become the lyric, became the lyrics of the song. Yeah. I, I do um, have to say, though, uh, this, this song, I can't tell you, when you hear the lyrics, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about, but I got several emails from old friends saying, just level with me. Is that song about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just, just give it to me know. straight. I guess it's about <laughs> self just, you yeah, know, hatred. I don't know. Well, let's. Uh, well, there's all kinds of hate. Let's let's <laughs> let's listen to the tune. We'll come back. We'll talk about it a little bit. So this is the band Nakona. Very happy to have them in our studio tonight. This is a track from their brand new record. It's coming out a little later this year, just summer, which isn't that far away. Thank God. And uh, the track is hated on Independence Day. Buckle my shoe, head out the door Where's the marijuana? Head down, eyes closed at the train Don't do what you wanna Put on your kiss makeup time You know what's coming up behind you Sometimes I have a mind to yeah Oh yeah You're hated, yes you are Don't let them tell you any different You can play guitar
down High on coke and throwing up garbage Oh yeah, it's alright Good thing you know how to party Hated. It's a brand new track from their brand new record. It's a brand new band, but not certainly not Greenhorns. You guys have been around a long time. You've been doing music a lot of places, especially you two. Yeah. The married couple. You say it, Justin too. Justin, Justin's been playing for as long as we have. Yeah, that is true. And Annie was a baby <laughs> born in the thick of it. The hills. Are... <laughs> I um I didn't actually start playing upright until Paladino, but I played electric bass kind of off and on for a while so what she's what? the youngest and most seasoned one really. yeah yeah so right what? Chris you're the she grew one. up with the Almond Brothers yeah <laughs> no not really yeah but, but next door to the Almond Brothers yeah <laughs> they're like. um, you know my, my dad's in the music business and he's from Atlanta so he owns a yeah. little record label that put out like was you know close with the Almond Brothers and did your if your dad's in the business I'm always curious to know did he try to talk you out of being a musician? Oh, absolutely. Everyone... Yeah, and never to date one either. <laughs> stay yeah, definitely. far away. <laughs> even more, uh, even more so than more just like re- regular parents who are concerned about their kids. Like parents who are in the business are like, if there's anything else you can do, do that. Yeah. Anything at all. <laughs> you know, go into waste management. Yeah. Go into anything. Don't be a musician. Yeah, he definitely, you know, was like anything but that. I mean, yeah. So is he supportive now? Yeah, I think he digs it. He, you know, you know. I think he's he really likes that I'm like that I'm playing and he's he likes awesome. the band. He's yeah. He's, this is Adrian. I I I manage us and I really appreciate Annie's dad. I mean, I can ask him any question and he can answer me. You know, when things get confusing, he just knows it. He's been doing it forever. Yeah. And I'll just send an email with these crazy questions, just like help. I don't know what is that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's he just great. Writes me these beautiful letters with every answer. <laughs> and you know, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Well, he's protecting his investment, obviously. <laughs> uh, so now, tell me this: you know, you guys were in these other bands before, and we we kind of touched on this a minute ago before you played the tune. But then, what what about these new songs made you think that it was destined for a different lineup or a different lineup of people? Because I mean, I've got what I think about that, but I'm curious to know what you guys, as the writers and performers of this music, what do you have to say about this? Anybody can jump in. Um, this is Annie. Well, I think Justin is such a crucial part of this organization he's such a like rad guy and such a great drummer so dynamic and knows how to play quiet and um i don't know that he really has added such a huge part to this band (laughs) i remember i saw justin play a few times uh from the audience and i was like whoa i would like really really like to play with Justin, so I feel really lucky that he's playing with us. He's rock and roll through and through. 
Yeah. He's the anchor. He just keeps us all sane over here, too. He's the voice of reason. Right. But but what then, you know, but you had these other bands. I mean, I guess maybe it was just practical because they were on hiatus when you had these tunes. Like, why why not just wait around till the other bands were kind of back together again to play them, I guess is I my think question. We were, we were going through a, a period of time where we had we had been on the road for a while and, and, and we had had our, our, you know, our share of up and downs. We were all really good friends in Paladino, but we had... You know, I mean, you know, if you spend enough time in a car with somebody, you, you know, you need some time away. And during that time, I was writing a lot of material and um, and uh, we got together with Justin sort of as a, a side thing because we were sort of like not going to put Paladino on hiatus but then we just started playing more and more and we were like well let's i i i wanted to do this more yeah too, you know sounds you like you gotta support your husband yeah, yeah. <laughs> the machine move forward yeah so what's now this is a little bit a different direction but uh and this i'm going to ask this of you two justin and annie and then <laughs> you two I'm like I mean, you're in Annie. You're uh, you're in a, more than one band with these two. Well, we know we played in Paladino together. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It. So, so this is, goes back even longer for you. But being in a band with a married couple must mm. be kind of a unique scenario. <laughs> I knew oh, that's man. where it was getting. To. I wish I wish so badly that we had a video camera in our rehearsal space ever for for the last two years because the chemistry that explodes out of these two, like on and off stage, is it's magical. But it's so funny and fun to watch because. If I was in a band with my husband, I would murder him, you know, especially like it would be difficult. <laughs> and Adrian, you know, it's is a cross incredible. between murder and like protection. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like being like the whole thing with the brothers. Like they say that, you know, no one else can beat up on him, but I can. Right. But but let's just be straight. I mean, like we've been with this Annie forever. She may as well be married to us. I mean, <laughs> I, we def- I defend her just as much as she defends me. As she defends Chris. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'll defending. jump in. I mean, it's pretty funny. It's, you know. But it's like. It, it really is like what Adrian said, though. It's like, it, and what you said too. It's like I'll protect you to the the ground, but don't tell me how to tune my guitar. <laughs> yeah. When we moved out here, we didn't really have any specific plans of forming a band. I played in a bands in New York, and we had children and stuff. And we originally started getting together on Tuesdays and Thursdays to this is Chris to 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 just play music because we always you know we wanted to have fun with it and we didn't have a specific goal in mind in terms of you know we're gonna do something and then i walked out back to the rehearsal space i had a finally a six-month-old baby that went to sleep and i went back to the adults and i picked a guitar up guitar for the first time in like five years and we started playing and i was just like this is what i need Mm -hmm. i don't know why but like there's something about babies and let's start a rock band yeah and so we we did we did it. We take our kids on tour with you us. You saw the baby monitor in the rehearsal it, yeah. studio. It's cool too with you guys like how some of the songs really are kind of autobiographical in a weird way like Brimstone is kind of, you know, like your relationship is fi- it's fiery and beautiful and like like in the day we shot that video, our video is coming out this weekend, March 23rd. And the day we shot that video was really cool like we were shooting out in a, in a forest in the mountains and like you know, Chris Madres. would trip, or Adrian would trip, and Chris would be like, "Honey, are you okay?" You know, like you're, you're like, you're, you know, soulmates. Like, it's pretty to watch. We have been together for twenty years. Let's think on that's that for just a really? second. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know what the we answer you don't 13. say, Chris, it seems like forever. <laughs> that's what you're not supposed to say. 
No, it doesn't. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem like. No. And so and, where the, yeah. this is where you guys are so musical. You have a family together. You're married. You play in bands together. Like, where did you meet that could foment such <laughs> an amazing? Match. I went to visit New York for the first time. I grew up in LA, and I went to visit New York for the first time when I was 16 years old. And I saw Chris play in a band in the East Village. And he had no shirt on. He had a cigarette dangling mm. out of his she mouth. Was, she was going after this. He had long hair. He looked like a little girl. She was and going was after like, I'm this. I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. So what no, you're, she, you're she saying you're attracted to your little girls. Boy, Israeli punk kid who tatted all up, crazy. You know, gang style. I wasn't bad enough. I was still bad jealous of like. Boy. The, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> this is funny stuff. Uh, how about some more music? Because uh, I, I don't even know what kind of question to ask after that statement. So let's, <laughs> let's play a little bit of music. What's this next tune going to be? The next song. Should we do whites? Sure. Okay. You know, uh, I just want to tell you, we got um, Greg Lease to play on this song on our record with us. Do you know who Greg Lee is? Of course I know yeah. who Greg Lee is. He's a legendary uh, pedal steel and lap steel player based out of L.A. And he's like top call guy here it, in Los Angeles. It, yeah, it was amazing. the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. I think Annie and I sat there in the second that he started playing the pedal steel in the studio with us. Annie and I turned to each other. Shock. Our faces. Yeah, we were just like, oh, you know, and yeah. it was. Moment. It's a really magical instrument on top of it all because if you ever watch Pedal steel players, if outside of country music, you know, most people have no idea what, what they're even talking about or what this instrument even is. They, they know the sound. It's a very distinctive sound. But to watch a pedal steel player play, I was just talking to Brian Whelan about this last night. Do you guys know Brian? Yeah. Because he's playing now with Dwight, and he's playing a little bit of pedal steel. And it's this cockamamie instrument with all these different strings, but you can change the pitches of the strings with both foot levers and knee levers while you're playing. You also have a volume pedal. Plus, there's no frets. So there's intonation issues. Plus, you've got you know you've got this bar. You've it's got, a black art. It's it's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, a voodoo really art. Nice. Voodoo. It's and like... and to watch someone who's a master at it play it is is I mean is an education. Most people never get a chance to even see it because they're the pedal steel player. They're usually kind of an eccentric dude who's way into the steel and nothing else, and he's back away from the rest of the the band. And Greg Lees is he's an incredible guitar player too. He yeah, is. just. Hanging out with him and listening to him, I was like, I, I, he's, he's, I wish I could, you know, you know, put him in a room and like chain him to the wall until he taught me <laughs> all the secrets, you know. If you could, so if you could take a guitar lesson from one person in the world, who would it be? Living Other or dead. Other than Greg Lee. I'm sorry? Living or dead? Well, living for now. Or, let's, 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 <clears throat> let's limit it. Um, he'd actually be one of them, you know, yeah. because I, 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 I I hung out with him enough to know that I really like, you know, he's he's super easy to talk yeah. to and, and, and has a really great, um, he's just a super personable, nice yeah. person. Good people go far, you know, in mm. the music business. It's At least I hope, I'd like to think so. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just a jerk, which is why I'm not farther along <laughs> than I am. You know, they seem pretty mean. This is yeah. Adrian. When we played the Fillmore with ALO a few uh-huh. weeks ago, Greg Lease lent me, it was an acoustic set, Aww. and he lent me his guitar. That's cool. With the pickup in it to play. And I, he and he's like, I guess he's our friend now. I would you be know, petrified. But I, I was starstruck. Like, I was like, I've got Greg Lee's guitar. Like, it was, it was, yeah. it, I was. It was a little maddening, too, yeah. though, because I just saw it going, we're going, going up those steps. <laughs> yeah. Just saw it, like, every single, you know, just imagine something tragic. Yeah. Happening. <laughs> Not that anybody asked, but for me, it's Buddy Miller, Gary Lewis, and Mike Campbell would be the three players that I would wow. 
love to have a guitar lesson from. I mean, I could say David Gilmore, but like I don't play anything at all like David Gilmore and could never really because he's kind of his own thing. But those three guys are kind of accessible and geniuses, all of a lot of them. Anyway, so how about That's this tune? Cool. What's the name of this tune again? Whites of Your Eyes. Whites of Your Eyes. So let's hear this. This is the band Nakona. You can learn about them. Nakona Music. That's N-O-C-O-N-A music.com. Facebook.com slash Nakona Music. Twitter.com. Please follow them because they're cool. Uh, Twitter.com slash Nakona Music. And Instagram because everybody's got to be fully web enabled and got every website under the sun. Instagram.com slash Nakona Music. And as always, you can learn about us at indepthday.com. This is Nakona on Independence Day. Ready? Grab my head and the sun set on In the hills that you cleared I'm still faring And the trail is gone The wind is the song The same one the angels ride upon Fearing the trident to fall from the heavens The demons make their own kinds of sixes and sevens The lights on the gravestones Candles flicker and light up the whites of your brow
is the band Nakona, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to have a band playing in triple meter in our studio tonight. I am such a sucker for three-quarter time, six-eight time, anything in triple meter. I've got, a, I've got a policy that any band or any record I ever make always has to have at least one song in triple meter on it. What do you have to say about that, huh? Um, it's definitely not offended by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very diplomatic answer. In any case, this is the band Nakona. We've been talking to them here in our studio in Pasadena. They've got a brand new record coming out uh, this summer. It's a self-titled record. I get to use the word eponymous. I don't get to use that word very often. I'm very fond of that word as well. Fond of triple meter and the word eponymous. Also deciduous. I don't know why I like these words that sound like that. Is it, can you use deciduous in not sense? in reference to forests? Uh, no, it's, 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 I think it's specifically it's, trees, trees okay, that lose their leaves right. in the wintertime. There are deciduous trees here in California. It's springtime now, so the trees that have lost their leaves, the leaves are coming back, which I think is a beautiful thing. We have daylight savings time now. I love this. I love California is like a paradise. Although all you people, yeah. all you people who don't live here, stay there away. Gr- I, I, I have a couple of friends in New York who are like, you like it out there in California with those fake palm trees? <laughs> um, like, I have a hammock attached to one of them in my backyard. It's pretty real. Sucker. Holds me up. Yeah. I've got to the point where I, I, tell, snow, I tell people to stay away. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's terrible here. So bad. It's terrible. Yes, I mean, yes, okay, fine. We've got earthquakes and we've got the occasional fire and there's a lot of people. But, you know, but everything else is like a dream come this, true. So yeah. stay away. The smog is a little bit scary sometimes. Yeah, what, where do you guys live in L.A.? What's your neighborhood? In Venice. Okay, so you're way over, though. Yeah, you, gotta, you have enough room for a, a hammock <laughs> in Venice. <Yeah. laughs> ju- it's, like, it's small, but there's two palm just... trees with the perfect space for a hammock. Okay. It's real. We drink yeah, margaritas we to... in a palm tree. It's, not a, it's, a, it's a small place. I'll be right yeah, over. Yeah, their place, this is Annie, their, oh. Adrian and Chris, our place where rehearses where the monkeys used to rehearse. Oh, actually. It's Peter it was Peter Tork's old house. I opened up for Davy Jones once. Whoa. No way. Once upon nice. a time. Not the only deceased monkey. The ex monkey. The monkey is no more. Uh, so we've talked about you guys, you know, being a unmarried couple in a band. We've talked to you two about what it's like to be in a couple in a band with a married couple. Like I'm so fascinated. You mentioned before about how like you take the kids on tour. Like, yes, we do. How? Tell me more about how you integrate your children into this musical. Well, excuse me, this a, musical there's life. There's a key person. Yeah, I can. This is Annie. I can go ahead and give you the, the real story here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have Aunt Barb on tours. Our tour nanny. Thank God. So we My mom's little sister, Aunt she's Barb. A magical she never woman. had kids, so she's not over it. Okay. She, she's, she's into it. She comes on the road with us, <laughs> and I we go to the always clubs. have earplugs. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good dose of birth control. <laughs> Yeah, Making sure, you know, because yeah, they, they still get up at 6 a.m. if you get home at 6.30. not used to that thing where to if they're yelling at you and you're trying to practice a song and they're... they're yeah, I'll be the, like, no, guys, hush down. You're hush like, down, oh, like, you're talking you to a two-year-old. There's no <laughs> playing, you know, of music without a kid they are both, yelling at you. Sorry, a lot both of times, the girls are amazing yeah. drummers and musicians already. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty cool. So, and then for rehearsals, like, how do you manage that? Well, like, we, we, this is what we've been doing since um, they were babies for the last two years. We have a baby monitor in our rehearsal space, and we rehearse every Tuesday and Thursday night from 9 to midnight. Oh, my and Lord. And so I make sure they're sleeping. We turn on the monitors. How do you hear the monitor over this oh, up-tempo? We'll just stop like, we'll just It has stop a light. Okay. Yeah. So you can, if there's any Movement sonic or, thing, you yeah. know, even a rustle yeah. of sheets, you see the, the meter on but the But we'll light. stop oh. in the middle of a song. The band, is, the band yeah, is well trained. Okay. 
yeah, so it's yeah. Just, we all know it's, the it's a it's a liability of being in a band with kids, but there are benefits too. The, you know, there are really because I I played in bands where you're you know, and and especially most of the bands I played in have been like four or five dudes, and the sort of that thing can throw you out of um the if you you're you know, befuddled by some sort of issue or something you're working out as a band or even arranging a song or some some other thing where you're like, oh, no, we'll play it again. And, we're, you know, we, we don't have time a lot for those right. kinds of luxuries, you know. We're, and, and it's the same with uh, writing and stuff. It's helped me with writing, too, because I, I do not care, you know. I, I don't get into those kind of funks anymore. Yeah, You learn from them. Like, in some ways, they're wiser than any adult could ever be because they call it like it is. If the kid sees something that the kid doesn't like or doesn't know, or they'll just be off the cuff, like, oh, you know, why is that person doing X, you know, doing this or that, you know? And it's, I, I think your kids are amazing. Kids are amazing. Adults are weird, but <laughs> kids and rock and roll, awesome. Although it's kind of, there is a Lord of the Flies aspect, though. Kids are cruel. That's the one thing that's weird about trip. kids. Like they, they, they're, that, that honesty kind of extends to like the temper or the anger too. Like if they're angry, they're angry, and that's it. Yeah, the Lord of the Flies thing. And there's, we've had a sometimes if if there's a late night or if we've been on the road, we try not to. We make our outings in sprints, you know. So um, if they're on the road with us, we're not, you know, like. <laughs> Somebody's going to want to We're call sure to child stop protective in the Redwoods, services. Yeah. The butterfly you know, we stop, sanctuaries. We take an extra day or, or yeah. something. We make sure to drive the coast. So where are they during the show then? Aunt Barb, Bubby Barbie, has a uh, hotel party with them. Okay. So their hotel party begins and we go to the clubs. We get a whole bunch of craft bags for each day. We'll go to the dollar store and we'll get a bunch of art supplies and it'll be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Man, Thursday. you guys are geniuses and we'll have about like, this. We'll have, have but yeah, we, we, so together. they have a different sort of activity bag every day. But the, the truth is it's actually a treat for us because not having to put your kids yeah. to bed for you know yeah, a yeah. tour is like wow that's We're not, so cool yeah and not then, having to pay some kind of live-in nanny or some kind of kooky thing like that no. i mean I, I took my dog on a tour once it was just a tour up to sacramento but like i was happier because like for me my dog is like you know i don't even know how i lived before i had my dog and i imagine kids are just that times 10 you know and i love the bejesus <laughs> out of my dog so like having her, you know, it was a little weird because she was a lot younger. So in the hotel room, you know, we got the hotel room, put her in her crate and then went off to do the show and then came back. And, and then I, you know, everyone else in the morning, there's like eight people crammed in this hotel room, just like a band, you know. And I get up before everyone else to take her out and run her around in the parking lot for an hour while everyone else is sleeping. But I loved it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I imagine it's the same way with it the kids. Is. It really is. So what, one more question before I want to hear some more music from you guys, if that's cool. What what do the kids think of this? Like, what do they? You know, my mommy and dad. They're are so in a cool. Rock band. I mean, they're they're yeah. so. It's, it's you know, in them. They're so comfortable with it. Like the other night at, at the in the studio, we had a photo shoot, and like the kids wouldn't go down early, so they just knocked on the door, you know, and they came in, and and they're so used to it. Though, like I remember Georgia, the youngest, was like crawling all over the pedals. You know, we were practicing, like, you know. They'll come in sometimes, and it's easier to just give them a microphone and put some headphones on their yeah. head and sort of turn their mic down a little bit and just ah, be the, like, have at it. Go the uh, Linda McCartney treatment. <laughs> you know, it's another thing that sometimes, you know, we'll play quieter and stuff. Some of that stuff is, you know, breeds invention. Though, yeah. You know. 
I would be totally inclined if I had kids and I was doing this kind of thing. I would want to be in a band. You know the band Hem? They're from Brooklyn. They're super quiet. Uh, all acoustic instruments. Uh, they have like left string sections playing along. I mean, it makes it sound a lot more pretentious than it really is. But there's the, their first record is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Um, but if I had kids, I would totally make. That's the, I would totally. That would be what I would do. Like I wouldn't have the cojones to do a full on rock band with kids like that. Around. But they're a little bit older. They're, I mean, not that like three and five. But yeah, I I went through a serious sort of classical guitar deal when they were babies just doing a lot of Bach because it, it would just seem like the right thing I have a really good story about Chris and the babies in the classical guitar playing now's your chance um, baby Maisie baby number one it was a baby blobby just in the little baby blobby chair and Chris was playing classical music to her and she, I mean, she, she couldn't speak. She was such a baby, like a couple months old. And he just, he started to get really paranoid. And he looks at me and he goes, she can tell I'm flat. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are smart, man. Kids, no, I mean, I, I, there's a couple of vocal lines I've asked Maisie about when I'll, I'm like, well, should it go like this? Should it go like that? Or And I'll be like, which one sounds better? And I sort of don't know at the time. And then she'll call it and I'll have it. I, like I guess I'm gonna have to figure out what it is and give her like writing credit because she'll be like I like that one another one eh. and then I'll go back on the handheld and listen to it and she's totally right. She picks all my outfits before shows. This shoe, this shoe, that shoe. <laughs> this one, this one, that one. Well, it's like having your own little like cheering section too, you know, because they love you. I mean, I, I've I've got this whole elaborate procedure. I, I hope I'm lucky enough to have kids, cause, but I've, I'm gonna when I say torture my wife. That sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> whoever uh, I, I imagine. Like ear training, like prenatal ear training, where I'm going to take and put speakers on the womb and like play not just music, but like play scales. And like I'm convinced I can get the kid to pop out with like perfect, not perfect pitch, but at least like perfect relative pitch and like meter. And it'll be like Miles Davis by the time that's, the kid's right. Right. That's why I went to a lot of like lute suites, man. I was like totally trying, you know, <laughs> trying my best to. They get have ears. All the, they all, can... the, all the loot suites because I'm like, you know, something, maybe this we're going to start up here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Start, start at the top, man. Start with the Beatles, I guess. That's what you should probably do. <laughs> all right, so how about another tune? We've got about enough time for a couple tunes and a little more talk in here. What's this next one going to be? This next one's called Train. Train. And it's about a bus, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so this is the band Nakona with the song Train on Independence Day. There's just one way for you to come in the front door Your eyes are stained where you've been before Ain't got time to hear no more bad mind I rode that train to the terminal before Doors open Make way for the 
studio they are a four-piece they are based here in southern california they have uh one record it's about to come out this summer are there any plans to tour on this record that's a that's a collective sigh i heard that every single one of you (laughs) yeah we we will we we are booked every saturday somewhere in california through the end of the summer and we'll just keep going yeah. Yeah. I so mean, that these, how Cali- far? You know, California is amazing to, to live and play in a band in California. There are so many places you can play that you can drive, that you can get to on a weeknight, or you can drive further and go to, you know, for a Friday night or a Saturday night. And, and it's so fun and it's also beautiful. It's really cool. Yeah. It's very different than the East. How far? Yeah, because that's the thing. People out East, you know, uh, the cities are so close together. Like if you live in New York, you can play. I mean, Philly's like an hour and a half. And Boston's not that far, and you can just go up and down the coast and play without having to go that terribly far. It's also really great to get out of L.A. and play music, because in L.A. there's five million bands. Yeah. You know? And so, and it, it's really cool, because everyone 
kind of when you're in other towns, you're not your ears aren't quite as saturated. So people yeah. really, really love it and appreciate it. Yeah, people in smaller towns also they don't have as many entertainment options. So when there's a band right. playing in town, that's it's great. an event, and that's a cool thing. Like, and yeah. it's so much of music now. I mean, everything we live in an on-demand world. Everything's available all the time. Like before, I remember when I was playing a lot. You know, I would feel annoyed because we're competing with cable TV. And then the internet showed up, and now we're competing with everything all the time, ever. You know, you yeah. want to watch Moby Dick on your iPhone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sitting on a park bench? Boom, there it is. Well, you, you know. YouTube sort of seems to equal touring, you know, like you were saying, that yeah. band, yeah. you know, that, that um, what's the name of The Broke Down that, in Bakersfield. Yeah, the, 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 that, those van, you know, I don't know how you measure that, you know, empirically but you know those those videos are arguably more (laughs) important to their career than than staying on the road you know 365 (laughs) days a year which is what you you really used to have to do and still you know um people people a lot of people still think that's the way you have to do it is you have to stay on the road if you're indie band you have to be touring all the time you know, um, and uh, we'd we'd like to you know we'd like to do national tours or get over to Europe, but it's a, we I toured in bands and in in you're saying like you know those those towns are all close together and stuff and it and it hurts like hell when you bang your hand on the drummer's hardware for the fifteenth time in the winter lugging it out of the van. Yeah. So I made my decision. I think, <laughs> I think ultimately I've just played a show in Chicago and I was there's this club in the basement called the Elbow Room. Uh, there's probably an Elbow Room in like every town in America. Yeah. But uh, and I was I remember it had snowed while we were inside playing the show. And I came out and like, you know, it's hard enough parking in a big city. But then when it snows, it just gets worse. And I'm like, like, for whatever reason, nobody came to that show. You know, like there was like four I, people I at the that, show. That venue before. Yeah, in the basement. It's very humid down they there. They have the do they have the the chocolate covered fried twinkies across the street there's a little there? there's <laughs> a little like <laughs> there's a little seedy uh like like hot dog joint right across the street i think it's called the oxies y-a-k-z-e-e-s we used to go there and get like chili cheese fries before we play shows it was never a good idea even if you're not if you're a human don't eat chili cheese yeah. fries. <laughs> that's, funny. that's a great thing chicago has still has it's like it has the dietary practices it seems more of like america at large or the south you know yeah well they have it's a great restaurant town there are great restaurants there but there's also plenty of those corner like polish sausage places and hot dog places and uh man you've got me totally off track thinking about sorry yeah i was just thinking yeah i wish i wish we could play shoe i tried to get i was gonna get chinese food for us before we our gig in san francisco at the film recently adrian's like do not i was like we should have a nice chinese (laughs) adrian's like don't do this to me don't do this to my husband please before we go on stage yeah but i mean i'd made the decision like i walked out and i'm loading out like in the snow like four people had come to the show it just happens sometimes and you're at a band for you know and i remember just thinking this sucks this just totally sucks. I played the same venue like a hundred times, same venues a thousand times, and I love my friends and I love my hometown, but it's just time to go somewhere else and do something else. And I didn't go right away, but I think that's when I actually made the decision that it was time to go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've had that discussion with a lot of musician friends on the corner in Brooklyn before who've been in New York for however many times, and they're like, I don't know, I, I want to go to Nashville, but... <laughs> everything is Brooklyn is so everything right now, and it and you've been here for a while, and maybe it's it's your time to go to yeah. Nashville. You can come back. I think it's you know, pretty amazing whatever, that you guys or, made it out yeah. of New York, and I think I mean, 
only because Adrian Adrian grew up in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, and here you are. We got our next song. <laughs> Back on but home home turf. Cool. You guys got to. That's probably one of the only reasons you actually made it. It's hard to go west, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had like a, a window, a month window when it was like now or never, and we just sort of did the old, you know, grapes of wrath. We're like, we're doing this right now. <laughs> this is it right now. Yeah. Or never. Yeah, you pick your moments, man. I want to ask you one more question, and we just got about enough time for our uh, one more tune before we have to roll out of here. But tell me, I mean, you guys have all been making music for a fairly long time here. Like, tell me, how has the how has it changed? since you started making music, like from your first band to now? Like just a couple a couple examples of how it's changed. Well, for me, this is Adrian. My first bands were all, you know, art punk bands. And uh, I thought I'd be doing that to the day I died. And now I actually really have an interest in learning how to play, you know, beyond, you know, punk. Yeah. Um, I... I Grew up playing in a lot of dip, like jammy and psychedelic bands in New York, and then that also I grew up going to see uh, bands at CBs, especially a lot of hardcore bands and a lot of bands on the Lower East Side. Um, give away too much of my age, but you know, back when it was you know not about sushi we, we and coffee, and it was more about junkies and you know uh, squats and stuff. So, and I played a lot of those types of places growing up and I just had a totally di- ne- much more nihilistic view of music and stuff but you know and voice sort of battle with that and um yeah. to try and now I'm just trying to and I, I I wrote songs for a while but this is one of the first bands I played in where I'm playing my songs because I've, oh. I've always just thrown them on the in the garbage and been like <laughs> it's well, not good enough well, or whatever and now I'm, I'm, I'm glad you decided yeah. to put them somewhere other than the rubbish bin yeah. it's good music is Thanks. good how about Annie Justin what do you guys I mean, how has it changed it doesn't even have to be like your experience like the dealing with like because we record on our laptops now like how has is, how is the process changed well, it's definitely become a lot easier to do so um, you know I, I think there's a lot more opportunity out there because things have sort of decentralized in terms of the way that music is made but I think, uh, you know, over the course of the years, you know, it, it, it's a little bit more painful to move a drum set around. Uh, you know, yeah. you can appreciate an argument much more. But I'll tell you what, um, there's nothing as is, is liberating as playing music. And so you can never really give it up. Yeah. And nothing Cheers that's worse that. than just a drum track. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, how about you? How's it changed since, since you've been playing um, music? Well, it's funny because we've been going through this just recently, like talking about how to promote our record, you know, and whether or not we want to print CDs and just knowing that the industry is still in such such a flux right now. So it's changing so fast and trying to figure out how to get it out there. And we decided that we're going to print vinyl, you know, because we think that that will people might listen to it more. Plus, it'll sound better. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, everything is so kind of up in the air and it is so much easier for us to record now. Like we're going to record our next record in this, in our little studio, you know, that we've been um, practicing. Also, if I'm a, I, I've, most independent musicians I know have a thousand CDs from one band that they've played in, in their garage that are just sitting there and we're no exception to that rule. And, and, you know, nowadays it does seem to make a lot more sense to take, 
if, especially if you're an independent band working on a, a shoestring budget to take whatever money you would have spent on those thousand CDs and exactly, you know, spend it on something like vinyl and, you know, spend it on the social media yeah. channels where you can get more measurable yeah. results on your, you know, and, and arguably reach a lot more people. So it's yeah. such a personal, It's a, I think it really is personal preference. There was there was an amazing banter on a friend's Facebook page that they with a lot of rock critics kind of going back and forth, like how they would listen to music. Rob Ten and Mom started it. Yeah, and it was like, you know, some kind of was like across the board different answers. You know, one person was like, I'll, I would never open a CD, like I only listen to streaming. Another person was like, I would never listen to streaming, I would never listen to anything unless somebody sent me something hard copy. And it really boils down to to people telling their friends, like if your friend that you trust, that you know has good taste, giving you something, you know, and, and actually going to the... Well, and, and that guy that, that started it, you know, he said his first line was, I don't have eight minutes to download your C. And he's a huge rock writer in New York, you know, and he was like, I don't have it. And everyone just went crazy and the fight started and whatever. <laughs> but like now that I know that he wants a CD, I will hand make him a CD. And I think that will be cooler than yeah. me printing a thousand that are going to end up in the garbage can yeah. That are you know like yeah it seems like maybe more of the direct mail approach like yeah. those companies that send CEOs like a a, a, a moth in a flower with yeah. like a you know some <laughs> you can, like uh, that's a better yeah you can do so much your own you know there's a printer in my house that'll print right on the CD you know I can yeah, remember yeah. I can remember when I got yeah. my first printer and buying those yeah, dopey yeah, those labels yeah. with a little plastic thing that you had to center the label on the CD. And I can remember spending like a whole weekend making my first round of demos before yeah. we had an album, and it was it was a maddening process. And now you can just print right on the CD. If you need a CD, just print right. one well, you up. You know what's more maddening? Packing seven hundred into an envelope and mailing them out to nowhere land, yeah. and thirty people maybe look, and the yeah. rest you're like, well, is that's waste? Like, what is that? But you know what's funny though? You you say that, and that's true. That is wasteful. But now with the internet, you know, because I. You do different processes on the internet, looking for a job, sending out resumes, everybody's press kits on the internet. Now it's almost you're shouting into the universe. Like, yeah. there's not even a physical trail anymore. Now you're just shouting out. Right. I've got album out. Here's an email. Here's a link. Go here. But there's nothing right. tangible that, that at all. That seems to be like the par- that, that's the big paradox, I, right. I guess. You know, it's like, the, yes, there are instances of viral popularity, or there's instances where people are able to, there's a democraticness to it. But barring the democraticness, you're not you're if you don't pay seventy grand on Facebook or YouTube, if you don't give seventy or a hundred grand to want to to you know Pandora or Spotify or what whoever Facebook the Kingmakers the Kingmakers then 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 exactly you're you know you're, you're can sort of be shouting into the universe. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess that that's the sort of like tight rope that you try to right. do make the most of it. You know? I think you guys are doing the right thing though because a I mean you're playing real music like with real instruments with vibrating strings and wood and drums and sticks like it's real and that's like that's that's where it will always be that's the most important value we have as musicians is what we make is real and it lives and breathes. And the second thing is I mean this is a personal preference but you're making vinyl which is you know when if there's no electricity there's no CD but you can literally you know, wind up a Victrola and put a vinyl record on it and it will play, you know, mm-hmm. scratchy though it may be, but it's mechanical and it will always exist until the vinyl melts, I guess. But 
after yeah. global warming melts us all. Anyway, let's let's hear what the real music sounds like. We've got okay. enough time for probably one more tune, I think. Here. What's play, this going to be? Uh, Beverly Hills Blues. This is a new song that um, is not on our record, but we're going to record it pretty soon. Very nice. I love it when uh, people play new stuff on the show. So I'm very, very happy to have you guys on the show today. This is the band Nakona. You can find them at naconamusic.com, facebook.com uh, slash naconamusic. They're also on the Twitters and the Instagrams and coming to a venue near you somewhere in California. Looking forward to getting that record on vinyl, of course, this summer. Love the vinyl. So we'll come back after this and say goodbye to these guys.
Never before on this show have I had a band with the same name as the type of boots I'm wearing. No, I want you guys right to know these are Nakona. These are vintage. These are Nakona cowboy boots from the first Bush administration. And by the first Bush administration, I mean senior, not W. But uh, yeah, they they're in pretty good shape, man. I don't H-W. have any that old that. They're beautiful. Yeah, well, thank you. The color is amazing. It's very nice of you. Thank you, thank you. I, I didn't say that to, for for accolades, but I, I do like my boots, the, and, and they're the, very the, soft. The, the place in Nokona that that you know we're referencing is just down the street from the boot factory. Justin nice. Boots took it over, though. I guess. Oh, yeah, they own it's the been a long time since I bought these boots. I have to say, and I've got other boots I wear, but these are these are my only cowboy boots, actually. Not to name drop, but um. The other, only other person that's ever said that has been well, that was Jackson Brown was like the other night I was like you know that's my band Nokona he's like you mean like the boot everyone else is like yeah the town or whatever which is yeah, where yeah. Chris's great great grandparents yeah had a ranch right I guess I did more research on it a little bit recently since we're named the band after it, <laughs> it's Turns out it was a lot of this stuff was always like mythology to me I knew that they went to Henrietta first and there were Indian raids and stuff, and they started going back east, and they ended up in Nokona. Um, His family but, settled land there, but yeah. yeah, they sort of when they came out there, the um, the 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 Texas Rangers were just like, if you go any further that way, we can't guarantee yeah. your safety. Com- and Comanche stuff. for the wanderer. It was original. <laughs> Red, Redbud was like a little town that they lived yeah. on right outside of Nokona, but the the train went through this town, Bonita, which sort of killed Redbud, and then the highway went through Nokona. So. We're getting a Texas history lesson right yeah. here. On <laughs> That's Day. what I heard. I don't know. I, yeah, Texas sure geography and history all wrapped up together. <laughs> we just sort of named the band That's pretty recently. We've had some mixed reviews. We were going to be the Noconas, but then everyone yeah. thought that might be a little it's bit It's so much. tough, man. This comes up all the time with bands. Like, naming bands is really hard. Really? There's yeah, so many I'd bad say, band heard, names. Yeah, I heard... Uh, I watched the keynote address by Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl at South by Southwest I just recently. Was, I like a lot of this stuff. <laughs> he was like said like every single band name sucks. I sort yeah, of agree with that. Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, so now do you, have you looked? Are there other Nakona's bands around? Did you did you go through your due diligence for that? I don't think so. There, no, there aren't. There's a um, there is a young girl in Spain though named Nokona, and on our Nokonica. Facebook. <laughs> no, no, it's no Kona, and she's like comes up. <laughs> I, oh, actually, yeah. quite a few people <laughs> in, in Spain post pictures of no Kona. Yeah. Okay. I wanted man, my my big one. I wanted to have a band named Hoss because my grandfather from Alabama used to call every little kid, "Hey, Hoss, what you doing?" Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wanted to name the band Hoss, but then when I this was, you know, the internet was kind of new. I'm embarrassed to say, but so we looked it up. There was a guy in the Carolinas who had billed himself as Hoss, but this is the kicker: he was Hoss, the one-armed guitar playing man. Totally a different band name. That not is that that super leaves Hoss way open. Not the that same. Hoss is fair game. The other thing is I wanted to use was uh, this was my most recent band. I wanted to be the Buzz Aldrin's because I just thought that like Buzz is one of the coolest characters in history. And mm-hmm. but then I thought you know because he's also kind of a uh, he's still he's an older guy, but he's kind of a stout guy. You know, mm. that, he punched that lunar conspiracy theorist. Or can the you do that? Do they? Don't, one of our friends had a really good name to uh, Kurt Russell. Just name yeah. your man Kurt Russell. Yeah, I think but that's. I don't know if that's it. I even call. I got into one of those radio shows where the lawyer 
and I it was a free legal advice kind of deal and I called in like from work one day like <laughs> trying to keep it on the down low and try to find <laughs> it. he's like you know you, you might be okay but probably better just to avoid the trouble and that's what I decided to do so anyway but I, I I'm so happy to meet you guys so happy to have you guys in the studio here um keep doing what you're doing man I mean I'm I'm, I'm actually envious of this like kid <laughs> marriage music thing because it's in some ways it's like the life that I want you know it's like my life I aspire to so you're my idol I, 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 you wish yeah I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to ruin you I would say come on tour with us so <laughs> a lot of <laughs> test it out bro. We've, yeah. Yeah. We, we've started that practice at nine a lot of nights when they give us a run it, it's uh, it, it's beautiful it's, it's very special you gotta yeah. love playing music to I think we what we really need to do is just give a round of applause <laughs> but thank, but to thank, Justin thank and you so much for just for really being the awesome having people, having yeah. not having children and yeah. and being so yeah, cool. that's you that's guys deserve rare. real medals. Well, let's just sit though, and yeah, yeah. they're kind of right because when you sign up for a rock band, you're not really signing up for toddlers and like playtime and like we Barney. We said and we were like a family that. style collaborative. They're yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, they've been insane troopers, and we're super lucky they to have to Justin and Annie. Sometime. Yeah. Well. I can't wait to hear what kind of band they're going to have someday. They're probably only about three years away. Better than ours. So, <laughs> so Justin, Annie, Adrian, and Chris, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It was great to meet you. Great thank to have you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Thanks to Nakona, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton, and to Valentino Rivera and Hector Lozano from Lancer Radio. Independence Day's theme music was composed by the amazing Great Lakes Myth Society. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.